Welcome back. Here we are. Who do you like here? I'm Joey Stats. I got C-Note. I got the kid. I got the beam machine. Four dudes yapping and capping. I like have it. a good day. How are we like doing, it. boys? Like <laughs> yapping and capping. Yapping and capping. Yeah. New swag coming out. Ah, new swag. I actually I got like a tattooed it. on my rear left buttock. <laughs> I don't know if that's where you want to put it. Four dudes, one form. <laughs> I don't think I can put four dudes, one form anywhere. <laughs> org. Welcome back. Welcome back, listeners. Thank you for joining us again this week. We've got a jam-packed hour today. We will be uh, going to Keeneland. We're going to be taking a look at four races at Keeneland today. And we're going to be joined by 1,500-time winner, multi-jockey award winning, our friend, dear favorite. Jared Loveberry will be joining us today. Yes, sir. Jared! Yes, sir. I like Let's it. go, Jared. <laughs> I like it. I like it. We're excited to have him. We're going to go to Keeneland. Um, I'm going to cry about my pick five on Saturday. Brutal weekend. Brutal. Stupid. All the way around. I'll tell you that uh, I didn't hit, but man, you got to love the prices that you got last weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you did hit. Do. Congratulations. That's why we did yeah. hit. For those, <laughs> did. For those 12 people. <laughs> For those of you that hit. For the four people at Keeneland that actually won last week, congratulations. Yeah. So I, 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 I was asking you guys, what's the worst in the horizontal? Getting bumped in the first? Yeah. Or dying on shore? I found a new one that I hate more. question. <laughs> oh. I found a new one I hate more. That's uh, having long shots hit the first two legs, have fourth and fifth leg both hit, and your key in the third leg that was a lock loses by a nose and a head bob down uh, the stretch. Yep. Yeah, I don't like that one. That happened. That's my new least favorite. Happened to me today. That happens. Huh. Yeah. Jerks. Four out of five at Gulfstream. Mm. 44 to one shot uh, by mm. a nose. Yeah. Not Ouch. even a nose, like a nostril. Missed yeah. out on three grand. Nostril. The fractions are too slow. The nostril. Nostril. <laughs> three <laughs> grand. <laughs> he was only breathing a little harder. <laughs> yeah. What a one. Yeah. If they put that line maybe like three feet forward, I would have won. You showed me the replay. Yeah. It was close. Doesn't get much closer than that. You think they could start working these horses out like in yoga to get the extra, the extra lean? Possibly. I don't stretch, want you back. Stretch that neck. I just want a double. three to five shot. A three to five shot that I actually bet to win the race handedly. Every time I single that one horse. Mm. Favorites, yeah. man. Nothing. You know where you can't do that is Remington. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when there's first time starters. Up. No, you just you just yeah. throw the, the favorites out at Remington. You have to have every first time starter in every horizontal bet at Remington. It's yeah. stupid. You have to. You have to. Then they never win again. They just win first time. <laughs> right. That's it. But, uh, never win again. If you got Cabrera on a first time starter, you you have to have him. Yeah. I don't care what the what the morning line is. It has to. Yeah. Be. Stupid. Yeah, he's working. He's working his magic on these first time starters. That's your track stats. No, clearly, clearly, <laughs> clearly not. <laughs> no, it's uh, what's the other one that you hit at? The three grand one. That was Remington. No, no, was Remington. no that was Hastings. Hastings. That was, That's oh, your yeah, Grant, Grant's pass. Grant's, no. Grant's pass. Hastings. I had some fun at Grant's pass. Delta Downs. <laughs> yeah, Delta Downs. Delta Downs. Yeah. Where is Remington? Presque Isle. Huh? Presque Isle. Presque Isle. Uh, Oklahoma. I Remington, guess. I believe, is Oklahoma. I, I just love it. Yeah, I think you're right. My sister used to. Yeah, my sister used to go there. I can't wait to for my trip in Minnesota next year. <laughs> I'm going to just hang out at Canterbury, Canterbury. all night, all day. Canterbury's awesome. I actually work all day Ryan and then Canterbury. go to the track. Come on. You don't work and you go to the track all day. <laughs> work from the track. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And I'll just twin, twin spires in the hotel room all day. And <laughs> <laughs> I like to go to Canterbury. I like to check the track. It looks, it's, it looks beautiful from the outside, man. I stayed right there last time I was there. I say you're right across the street, right? Yeah. Dude, just yeah. walk on over. 
No, right? I ended up going to Mystic Lake Casino instead. Get you a hot dog for lunch? <laughs> Did you win? <laughs> yeah, actually. Yeah, that, that's yeah. a smart choice. Worked out well. Good choice. Prove it. Prove it. Show me the receipt. I flushed it all in. <laughs> Give me your tax form. Pick five. Ay, ay, ay. Better things coming. Yeah. We're all just tickling. I'm, I was playing with some um, some different techniques over the weekend, and they didn't really work out well. So, Yeah, listen, I think there was a, a lot a lot of long shots that, that did hit that we didn't call out, and it was just one of those weekends. I was excited to think that if that was that's where it was going to be, then I started like changing things up and trying to look for more opportunities on the long shots, and I just yeah. I wasn't hitting the the ones that were coming across the wire first. But it paid out this weekend, definitely paid out. So if you hit, congratulations! Yeah, yeah nice cool. job, nice job. With all the connections too. This week looks good. Shots. Yeah, there's some opportunities here. Closing yeah. weekend. Hey, Closing weekend. It's kind of sad. I, I always enjoy Keeneland. I, I just I love like, Keeneland. I love the track itself. Yeah, I like Keeneland. And this meet is kind of like. It's sad, but it's also exciting because Breers' Cup's coming right around the corner next week. Paying that four out of five on the pick four out of pick five, five, pick five. Turf pick three is pretty fun. I had three out of six on the pick six today. I don't like the pick. <laughs> hey, the good for you. <laughs> Shooting fifty percent. It's only three picks away from winning. Yeah, sad for Keelan, but I'm excited for Del Mar, and I'm excited for this Breeders' Cup coming up. Yeah, definitely. lots of action. Lots yeah. of action I coming up in a week. All my money on Breeders' Cup. Yeah, this is the time I don't mind losing. <laughs> That's just action. Why am I losing? I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, action is action. Yeah, I get it. But I still want to win. Yeah, it'll be a fun Agreed. weekend. A lot of good races, but uh, yeah. I guess stay tuned for next week because we got some good stuff coming. So, so side note, two podcasts coming out next week, one for the Friday and one for the Saturday at Breeders' Cup. So make sure you listen for those. Big week. Big, big week. Big, big, big as your head. If I'm running the way, if I continue to run this way, uh, race one on Friday at Breeders' Cup, I will be taking all to win. Are you looking forward and you're hitting the all button? Huh? <laughs> I, like I got to get a hex breaker. Yeah. I mean, there's, that's the best way to do it, right? It's juveniles, man. You can get a price. You know where you don't, to win on all. <laughs> you know you don't go to get a hex breaker? Remington? <laughs> well, I can name a few places. <laughs> Hoosier Park. <laughs> don't go uh, there. Don't go there. Straight job. That's where chalk is every time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, the one to nine. Over the three to five. Over. How are they all less than less than even money? I don't understand. Yeah. I don't. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I want a $306 per try there, though, once. Back in the day? Back in the day. <laughs> right? And by back in the day, not yesterday. <laughs> like last <laughs> Last night. It was, last like when, it was when COVID first shut us down. I think that's all I was doing is... Betting hard. Just betting, yeah. Betting well, that's where all your action was when all <laughs> yeah. the sports shut down. Yeah. Yeah. Should have had you in the podcast then. <laughs> You're watching horse racing every day. <laughs> oh, baseball, basketball, football are all back. See you later. God, I love it. Again, thank you for all the followers and the listeners. Our Twitter account's been going up. We just hit another milestone in our downloads. Like, thank you all listeners. Thank you for all the followers. Love it. Saw some great fan engagement over the weekend. Looking at picks, getting back and forth with some picks. It's going to be exciting. Um, don't forget, if you're new here, subscribe. Check us out on Twitter. We'll be sending out picks like crazy come Breeder Cup time, and we'll be living and dying on every every 35 minutes. We'll oh, be yeah. riding the roller coaster. Actively. Actively. Actively on Twitter. <laughs> Just like I said, we are joined by 1,500-time winning multi-jockey of the year winner, Jareth Loveberry. Welcome aboard, buddy. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having me. Yes, yeah. sir. Absolutely. Thanks for having us. You dried out yet from that slop on Sunday? <laughs> oh, man. That was that was a lot of rain. <laughs> soup out there. <laughs> you need a captain's license to, to, to drive out there. <laughs> do, you, do you like racing and that kind of stuff? 
Uh, you earn your paycheck. I'll say that. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say we we had a, uh, a kind of a bet on over under and how many pairs of goggles you go through on a day like that. <laughs> oh man, all of them. Actually, the not as many as I think. Really? Not really. I, been... I put pla- I put plastic over. I put pla- like a saran wrap over top. Yeah. And it just it runs off instead of sticks to the goggles. So oh, there you go. We figured that out in Mount Mountaineer a long time ago. Okay. They don't get too dirty when you're out in the front pushing the pace. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jareth, uh, again, welcome to the podcast. Uh, obviously, you've raced at Arlington here this year, and Arlington has always been our home track. Someone we always go to. It's the closest to us, and right. we like to go there. But what are your thoughts on the closing at Arlington? That was very upsetting, emotional. It was. It's sad to see if Arlington Park can go, then it's what other track is safe. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's one of the best tracks. It's we take it for granted because it was so close. Really is one of the best venues to go to though. And it is a shame for us. We're, we're just in the same category or really like sore that they've closed it down. But can you just give me your uh, biggest takeaway, like what your favorite memory or achievement there? Obviously, you know, you and Larry Ravelli etched your name in the record books <laughs> multiple times here. But uh what's oh, what's the man. big one for you? Uh, I had six wins in one day last year. At six wins in one second, I was seven miles. Oof. And then this year, winning a graded stake on the busy channel. Yeah, that's pretty exciting. Six in one <laughs> day is pretty good. I would say good. six, yeah. Yeah. I mean, do you do, really there's only eight races at Arlington, so that's... Dude, a six-pack is nuts. I mean... Yeah, it was. I had six <laughs> wins in a second. That was wild. So, like, when you're in that kind of zone, like, do you know what's going on? Is it is it like a perfect game where everyone just leaves you alone, or...? I don't know. It's, it's, uh, it's almost surreal it's like you're just you're just on to the next one then you realize like it's like oh you won five in a row and you get back to the room and everybody's just kind of like more joking around it's like oh <laughs> shit come on share with everybody else and <laughs> and then go back out and you do it again it's, it's it's just surreal it's just like you're in a moment just yeah. like you can't do nothing wrong it's like you go out there and it just well that hole's gonna open and it does <laughs> yeah, awesome. calling your shot. <laughs> I mean, you get three and you're excited. Then a four and then five and you come. No, sit, for you know? sure. Just yeah. winning a race. You, you yeah. Just winning a race. You still feel. You just still feel it's like yes, I did it. And then you win two. Then you win three. It's like holy cow. Sure. And then you get six. So that was unreal. It took me a while to realize that I won six. <laughs> it's like even a couple days later, it's like, did that really even happen? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you just finished at the top of the pretty much every category there both this year and in 2020 walk us through what a typical day for you looks like to achieve such an eye-popping results well it doesn't start just this year obviously it starts in years past just working 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 getting that work built up where you get the opportunity to ride the right horses so but a typical day at say arlington i'll get up around 4 30 drive the track usually get to the track about 5 30 see some people see the people i need to see early start getting on horses around six o'clock and then we get done in the morning go home try to get some rest and i usually go to the jocks room about three hours before i ride to get warmed up lose a little bit of weight and go over my races for the day i can't do it see that <laughs> i mean I, I feel accomplished when i'm up up before six and i've got coffee and like i'm looking at race forms <laughs> like, like i feel good about yeah. myself you took me out of the equation yeah <laughs> 
<laughs> the other thing that that's crazy I, that I think a lot of people always forget about is is the weight aspect of it. Like when you're trying to cut weight, yeah. When you say you're cut weight, man, I have these visions of like back in high school when all my buddies that would wrestle would be sitting there like with fifty layers of clothes on in a shower, yeah, sucking box. on candies and spitting or up box, the water. Weight. Boxing like, was like that for me. Does it get yeah. like, like that aggressive sometimes? Oh, for sure. Especially myself being I'm five eight, so I'm pretty tall for a rider. And I've been doing it for 15 years, so I've become self-disciplined in my weight. So I get used, I'm used to it. Different days I try to trick my body. So one day I say, I'll run, I'll go run with the body suit and sweat that way. One day I'll be in the box, just almost trick your mind. But yeah, then some days, like if I'm driving out of state, I'll buy two packs of Starburst and uh, empty bottle water and I'll spit in the cup all the way there and try to lose a couple pounds that way. That's crazy. Wow. That's, see, that's the stuff that all the, all the like the casual, you know, the Kentucky Derby watchers they don't you know, they don't put that together. So right. it's always so fascinating to hear right. that. I just figure you throw the sweatsuit yeah, on, the whole crank the heat part in the of the car. game that you don't. <laughs> yeah. I've done that before too. <laughs> yeah, you get stuck in traffic. It's like, oh man, oh. <laughs> <laughs> run the light. I, no, I've been there. I've been there before. <laughs> Jareth, uh, prior to Arlington, you spent three years at Canterbury park and you actually won the riding title there. How difficult of a decision was it to make that jump over to Arlington, knowing that you had so much success at Canterbury? Canterbury is a great track. It's one of my favorite tracks I've been at. And that was actually really upsetting to have to make that decision. I mean, it was the right decision to make because I was riding for Ravelli here and Leving being an agent had the right connections. I knew it was the right decision, but leaving Canterbury, it was really tough. The day I was leaving, my wife's like, so um, was it upsetting leaving? I'm like, I'm just leaving the parking lot now, and I'm about to I'm about to cry about it. So, I mean, it was a really hard decision, but I knew it was the right decision. And it's like, it's hindsight, right? So, like, you, you obviously made the right yeah. decision. You had so much success right now. But in the initial, that initial jump, it's like, you know, us starting a new job. You know, you're like, man, I'm so comfortable here, and I'm doing so well. And then you jump over to a new right. job, and you're like, I don't know what's going to happen. You know, so I can't imagine that's that's, that's an easy decision, you know? Yeah. No, that makes it hard, and that makes it hard going into going into next year. Also, all that success you got at Canterbury, and you're you know you're taking a chance going to a new track, and I get it. I mean, it played out. We yeah, great. <laughs> it worked to your advantage. Uh, <laughs> That's a tough decision, though. Yes, it did. I don't know. I lived in our house for ten years, and I always talk about how I hated my old house. I sobbed like a like a small child when we were leaving. Like, oh my god, <laughs> the memories. Yeah, I got married here. We brought our daughter home here. Like, you know, I. I get it, man. That would have been the same way. I, I probably you probably have to drag me out of the track if I was moving. <laughs> Listen, I, I've had the kid by me like for my whole entire life here. So you know, the minute we sell this house, it'd be great to forget about this kid growing up. <laughs> All he does is haunt me every time. <laughs> Moves a block away, <laughs> right? I can't get away from this kid, man. Trust me, the feeling's mutual. <laughs> okay, good. good. <laughs> You're the one that moved the block away. Yeah. Hey, Jareth, what about Canterbury was was special for you? What what made that connection for you that you liked it so much there? Well, I'm from Michigan, so even being up here in Chicago, the summers, I love the summers up north, so Minnesota reminded me a lot of being at home, won a lot of races, so that helped a lot, (laughs) but the people, the atmosphere, the people, the atmosphere is great. Canterbury really markets well to families, so they get a good crowd all the time, and there's a bunch of stuff to do. I like being outside, so there's mountain biking, fishing, just being outside, I I liked it a lot up there. 
Nice. Well, you know, since we started watching you, you always seem to have this natural ability and confidence in the saddle all the time. You mentioned that you contribute part of the success to the connection that you have with horses that you ride. Is this something you've always had with horses when you first started out or is that had developed over time? Um, I think I've always had that. I've always loved animals. My mom had a couple of pleasure horses growing up. When I worked at the farm when I was little, it's just hands-on with them and I really I'd really bond with them and there's been handful of horses throughout my career I've really really bonded with and I just I think it just comes natural just the connection with them I gotta ask you uh, one particular ride in 2017 I'm sure you remember it I'll just kind of walk, walk you through it a little bit oh man yeah <laughs> <He already knows>. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Tiz a princess was the horse that actually got loose at the gate jumped the rail right she was the one horse right yeah uh, you were on was it Ramtech? I think it was yeah, the horse you were on. Yeah, yeah. Yes, okay. Yep. See, you're at the rail. The horse gets loose. You really don't see it because you take off. It jumps the rail. It goes I across. The, you did see it. Okay. <laughs> I so, watched it, yeah, because it, that was such a crazy race. I, I was just more enamored at how you moved up the rail, and we're going after the leader. Then this horse jumps the rail and gets back on the track right about the you know the three-quarters to the turn, and I just remember Paul Allen announcing what masterful work you did at being able to avoid disaster. And it was just because you were moving so fast on the rail. I don't know how you do it in a split second, but just walk me through that, that race. So that horse was acting up the whole time and right out of the gate, the the rider fell off and I look under my shoulder. It, there's a video of it on YouTube. So I look under my shoulder and I see the horse jump the inside rail. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then I see it go towards the infield. I'm like, well, if it jumps that rail, why won't it jump another one? So we turned down the backside, and I hit, I'm looking ahead, and I see the horse go down the hill, and it's going to come back up. And we everybody in the field starts drifting out in the middle of the lane, I mean, in the middle of the stre- uh, back stretch. And, well, it's coming back up the hill towards the rail, and we're about an eighth mile from it. It tries to jump in. It hits its chest on the rail, and it leans back down, and it hunches back. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's going to jump this rail. Yeah. Jumped right over the rail and went perpendicular up the track. And it's like, oh no, we're like 20 yards from it now. And I don't know, it's almost like dropping a clutch. I sat, sat, sat. In the last second, I just threw my body weight and pulled the rain down. It was almost like dropping a clutch on the freeway. <laughs> Missed it by a foot. It was unbelievable. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, watching that race. Even in a replay, let alone live, I was I was still scared for what was going to happen because the odds of that horse oh, jumping man. the rail was astronomical at the right time when you were coming to the three quarter pole. Correct. Oh man, that was yeah. <laughs> yeah. It tried jumping it once, it didn't make it, and then it reached back and did it again. I was like, wow. oh, it's going to make it this time. <laughs> yeah, it was scary. Yeah, I don't know how you could stay composed for that. I'd be freaking out. I mean, it's <laughs> split like, split second yeah. decisions yeah. on what you have to do out there. So just yeah. Well done, and uh, like I said, I think I think uh, Paul yeah, really made it through. <laughs> yeah, he nailed it. It was masterful, <laughs> absolutely. And just another like example of we're talking about cutting weight and the life the life of the jockey behind the scenes. Every time you get on a horse, Jareth, you have rerun the risk of seeing something crazy like this. True. Yeah, you know. So we just have outrageous amounts of respect for what you do every day. Mm. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So Jareth, uh, you and you and Larry Ravelli, I mean, you guys make an absolute great team. This summer, you guys absolutely dominated Arlington Park, and it wasn't even close. Just how did that relationship come about, and what did you guys do to develop that relationship down your career? 
So I was riding at Mountaineer Park in 2009, 10, I think it was maybe 2009 or 10. And my agent at the time, John Costanzo, he was, he's friends with Larry and whoever John had at that time, Larry rode. So I started riding for Larry back then and, um, just kind of kept that connection with him. And when they passed the gaming in 2019 in Illinois and I was leaving Canterbury, I was like, man, I wonder if I could maybe try to get in Chicago before the casinos get built. And Steve Leving had an opening and it just felt like the right time. Came back here and then um, just hit it, off, hit it right off. Hit it right off again like we left back in Mountaineer. Yeah, I mean, you guys didn't miss a beat. <laughs> it's like you guys had so much success. No. And what are those conversations like, you know, pre-race and post-race? I mean, it seems like you guys are so in sync. Like, I mean, are there much of a conversation or do you guys kind of just are you locked in from the get-go? It took It took a little while at first to understand each other, I would say. Like he's very straightforward what he wants, and sometimes ah, it's hard to. <laughs> you don't mess around. <laughs> like, okay, <laughs> he's very straightforward, and sometimes it's like not exactly what I'm thinking. But we've learned to understand each other and how I ride and how he wants it done, this and that. But he likes to give instructions, but a lot of times he he'll leave it up to me. And we've grown with each other, so he trusts me a lot more. Kind of like a, yeah. a gradual respect for each other after you guys race, you know, so right. often. You know, yeah. it's like, I think I trust what you're going to yeah. do. Jareth, I'm going to tell you once. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Jareth, we talked to Declan, and we were talking, we had him on the podcast, and we were asking him about you know his writing style and how things are going at Arlington. And we're talking about just general racing. And we were asking him, I think, about, like, front runners because um, – Typically, uh, we, we saw him a lot of times off the pace, and he goes, are you talking about Larry Ravelli runners? <laughs> <laughs> he made the point of like how they're just like forwardly placed all the time, so it's kind of comical because uh, I, I think that's kind of how Larry likes his horses actually run, if you ask me. He does like them on the front end. Yes. That's typical Larry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, Jared, moving forward a little bit, since the close of the meet at Arlington, you've been primar- primarily working out of Hawthorne. With some mounts at Presque, uh, Owl Downs, and yesterday I think it was at uh, Indiana Grand. If you can share, what is your plan for, uh, say, 2022? So as of right now, well, just last week, Steve Leving and myself, we've decided we're going to go to the fairgrounds here in the next month. Nice. nice. We're going to try the fairgrounds out this winter, and then next year come back to Hawthorne in the spring, I believe. I'm pretty sure that's our plan for right now. Come back to Hawthorne and... After that, I really don't even know yet. It hasn't been discussed too much and kind of a sore topic. Still kind of letting that um, wound of Arlington close. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's, it's like you said, it's just like moving away from Canterbury. It's something yeah. new. It's mm-hmm. got to figure something out. We just bought a house here in Chicago. Uh, and yeah. The unknown. So I don't know. It's nerve wracking. Jareth, uh, you've raced at a lot of different tracks and, you know, you've been pretty successful. Um, if there's a track that you maybe haven't ridden yet, or maybe you have, what is a track that, you know, maybe way down in the future that you'd possibly like to ride at full time other than, you know, Hawthorne or Fairgrounds? Is there, is there one, you know, is there another track that you'd like to race at? Man, that's a, that's a tough question. <laughs> I've always wanted to ship in and ride there. Yep. Keeneland is just an absolutely beautiful track 
especially driving in there. It's just the farms driving by. It's such a beautiful track. Yeah. But I really like being here in Chicago, Arlington Park and Arlington Park and Hawthorne year round. That'd be, that'd be my good choice. Arlington Park. I mean, what, what better was it than Arlington? That's true. Yeah. Yeah. You can't go much. Can't go wrong there, brother. Upcoming horses or races that you're particularly excited for. Not really sure. I'm hoping to get back, uh, busy channel here. I don't know if he's going to get a break here soon mm-hmm. and then come back next spring. And there's a couple horses for Catalano that I was riding that hopefully I'll be able to get back at fairgrounds. Yeah. I like busy channel. Aloha West. He's in the breeders cup. Mm-hmm. He's in the breeders cup sprint and a two year old filly. I won on and then I got her. She won at Kentucky downs. Her, uh, her name is dressed. Let me write that She's down. A really nice filly. Yeah, Beam needs all the help. Yeah, let me write that down. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I'm I'm over here thinking, like, I I can't wait for Fairgrounds now because the four of us are going to have a leg up on everybody. (laughs) That's going to be a great meet. What do we got? Love Barry, really? All the money. All the money. It's going to be a good meet at Fairgrounds. Key that one. Yeah. Uh, fingers. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Jared, I'm a a combat veteran myself from the Gulf War, and I read an article pertaining to your brother, Justin. Thank you for your service. Thank you very much. Uh, I did read the article and saw the video pertaining to your brother, Justin, who you and your family tragically lost in the Iraq war, protecting his fellow brothers in arms. And I know you two are very close and he always looked out for you. And I just want to express my condolences from us on the podcast. I also want to give you this opportunity to talk about, talk about your brother and the influence he gave you not only as a kid, but even currently right now in your racing career. Oh, Oh, thank you guys. That's, that means a lot. And um, yeah, my brother was, killed in 2004 and I was a senior in high school and um, he was my, always my big brother looked out for me and it was very ironic but so he so I started riding in 2005 on his birthday <laughs> yeah so wow. that's awesome that Memorial Day has been my I need to win on that day you know honor honor him and the servicemen that have been killed serving our country and mm-hmm. He's always been an inspiration. He's always been somebody that's looked out for me when I was a kid, but getting bullied in school. He is just stick up for me. Nope, that's my brother. You're not messing with him. I named my my little boy Colton, and his middle name is Justin, so I named him after my brother. Oh, that's awesome. Been special. Uh, his special special man. Yeah. Takes a special person to serve in the armed forces. Well, he's definitely looking out for you on the track, and he has. Oh. I know he continually will. Yes, he has. I felt it. Yeah. That's awesome. Absolutely. Thanks for sharing that. I appreciate it. God bless you, brother. Uh, Thank you, guys. Thank you. No problem. Man, again, thank you. uh, Thank you for joining us, bud. Are you ready for a lightning round? This is where I uh, fire off a whole bunch of random questions, and you give me a first answer that comes to mind. All right. We'll try. (laughs) All right. (laughs) We'll try. Regular regular wings are boneless. No. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and we're not oh, yeah, there you bonus, go. All right. Bonus every time. Bonus all day. All right. Here we go. Hit him. Favorite vacation location? Mexico. Are you currently binge watching anything on Netflix? Uh, Netflix. I just watched Ted Lasso, but that's a- Apple Plus. That's Apple I have works. no follow up questions for that. What is that show? <laughs> oh, I love That's a great show. Oh, Ted Lasso is great. Yeah, it's a soccer. All right. I'll add it to my list. Yeah. Favorite way to celebrate a big day at the track? Going home with the kids. Favorite sport outside of racing? Hockey. Pro or college? Pro. Detroit Red Wings. Red Wings. Ooh, nice. Shocking. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Home <laughs> down. Home down. <laughs> if you had a choose, Come on, I'm from Michigan. Come on. <laughs> I know. 
I don't want to ask it, but I'm going to ask it. You gotta ask ask it. it. You got to ask gotta it. Got to do it. Just ask him. Do it. How painful is watching the Lions right now? <laughs> now I'm, I'm used to it. I've, been, I've watched them my whole life, so I'm used to it. He's already scoring. <laughs> so He's it's not too it. painful. I'm used to it. Yeah, right. yeah the expectations are there. Hey, All right. At least you'll have Eminem in a Super Bowl. <laughs> there you go. There we go. Hey, right. I mean, at the very least, at least you're not a Falcons fan like we are and have to bear everybody talking to you about the 28th. 28th. Every single time somebody talks so to you. So brutal. <laughs> So brutal. So, I feel your pain just in a different aspect. When I play the lotto, I remove those numbers out of the <laughs> equation. <laughs> so you never met in the two eight three try? Nope. Two eight three try never happened in my never life. Never a combination. Never. Uh, never. Light, <laughs> lightning round's been derailed. All right. Well, which which one was worse, the Justin Tucker field goal or the Aaron Rodgers Hail Mary? Ooh. Probably the Tucker field goal. I've never seen anything like that. I couldn't believe it. I got knocked out of my survivor pool on that. No. We that all feel your pain, pain on that. I had Justin Tucker on my fantasy team. <laughs> Dude, somebody cut the kid's mic. Cut the kid's mic out. Get him, get him, get him out of here. here. All right, I'm out of here. See you guys. <laughs> All right, Jared, who wins in a foot race? You, Declan, or Rocco? Oh, Rocco, probably. You know what's funny? He said you. Yeah, he said you. Yeah. <laughs> he said he's the shortest. No, I, think... I can go long distance. I can't sprint. I, I'll, keep, I'll go long distance. I can't sprint. I want to see this race happen. Yeah. <laughs> we have to make this race happen now. And we've asked all three. So okay, get down to Hawthorne one yeah. weekend. And can we can we book and... wagering on this thing? Or what? I, I, want, I want in. Why wouldn't you? Put, right. yeah, why wouldn't crazy you? Not to. Give me some silks, put a number on your back. Oh, I mean, yeah. We don't have the ability to jump on horses and race with these guys. I want in. I want to yeah. run with y'all. Seven-man race. <laughs> um, he didn't ask you the Spartans or Wolverines. Wolverines. Oh, okay. go blue, baby. There we go. Yeah. You just made his day. Yeah. Yeah. Beam's going to drive home happy tonight. Michigan fan. <laughs> See, stuff. I'm, I'm out of Milwaukee. We don't have an NHL team. So I've been a Nashville Predators fan just because we have a feeder team. You know, we got a yeah. Admirals here. That's it. I'm from New York. So I pull for the Sabres. Islanders. There you go. We're all New York around here. This side of the table. Nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> Jareth, man, we won't, uh, we won't keep you any longer. Um, but no, with- you all good. Man, thank you so much for joining us. I yeah. know how busy you are, man. You're you're bouncing around tracks and with your wife and your your two little ones. We know how time the precious is, and we just appreciate you for coming out. And appreciate you for spending some time with us and interacting with us on Twitter. Um, couldn't say enough. Very pleasure to meet you, and thank you for joining us. Yeah, thanks, Jared. Yeah. Stay yeah, hot, thank man. You so much. Thank you guys, I appreciate it. Keep it rolling. Thanks, guys. Okay, man. There he goes, Jared Loveberry. That was awesome. Yeah, fun interview. Great interview, dude. I love. <sighs> My favorite part about all the stuff that we do is getting to hear the stories, man. Yeah. The stories, the weight cutting stories. You guys are talking about that race at Canterbury. I was watching the video. And I'm like, this is nuts, man. Nuts. I never seen anything like that before. Jump the rail twice. That horse almost jumped the rail from inside the gate. Like he jumped gate right over. <laughs> yeah. it's not. I'm watching it again. It's like, dude, veer straight left. Jockey gets turned oh, up, up and over. And then pops back out on the track at the, at the three quarter mile, <laughs> and he's he's coming full, up the hill. Here he's he comes full again. throttle, Dude. full throttle. I wonder if they changed that horse to a steeple racer. <laughs> steeple chase, man. <laughs> yeah, steeple chase. Yeah, dude, full throttle. They shipped him overseas. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's it's split second decision to what do you have to do at that point. They got the call. Made he's the going right to move. Belmont. <laughs> steeple chase, first race, first two and a half mile steeple chase. <laughs> 
but man, just, just love the stories. And, uh, you know, we appreciate it to Jareth and his family for giving us the time today. And yeah, we moved to nothing, nothing but the best and, and what's yet to come. Go knock him out there. Dude, he's going to kill wherever he goes. Oh, yeah, for sure. uh, that's the key. Uh, he's riding exceptionally well. Yeah. He's going to do fine no matter what. The race at Hawthorne tomorrow, right? He probably went a couple on the card, right? Yeah. I mean, that is he's kind got, of the... He's got entries all weekend. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of the... Uh, I guess uh, what happens when you yeah, find the, the, po- podcast. the podcast. Oh, that's right. That's right. Oh, the podcast, good luck. Are we calling? No, we... Um, it's too late. Unless, no, it's already unless on the bed. Kid, you, unless, <laughs> unless kid just jinxed it away. Yeah, we just mushed it. <laughs> nope. You don't uh, talk to your pitcher on a no-hitter. What's wrong with I just won't bet him, and he'll win every race. <laughs> <laughs> Listening. Listening. Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm not betting Keelan at all. Um, all the money's going to Jared. Going to Hawthorne. But again, thank you again to Jared and his family. Best of luck this weekend. Best of luck the rest of the year. I'm excited to see Fairgrounds. That'll be fun over the weekend. Yeah. It's going to be a good meet. We change gears. Let's head to Keeneland. What are we doing at Keeneland this week, fellas? We're doing races 7 through 10. Hopefully, pick 7, 8, 9, 10. Yeah, winners would be nice this week. (laughs) Let's get some winners. I don't want to tear up tickets anymore. (laughs) Virtually. (laughs) Yeah, virtually. (laughs) They're all torn before I bet them. I got a good feeling this week. I think somebody here is going to hit something big. I like oh I like the positivity. I yeah. do. I like that. Yeah, maybe uh maybe horizontal Joe will come out of his grave in, in honor of Halloween. Yeah. Know. We'll see. <laughs> That'd be nice. Let's get spooky. He's buried twelve feet deep right now. <laughs> <laughs> Keeneland to the seventh. Seventh race, six furlongs. It's the Bowman Mill stakes, purse of one hundred fifty thousand dollars for two year olds. Ooh, two year olds. Team, back on these youngins, where you at? I'm gonna go with the seven here, my prankster. Um horses bred out of into mischief. Need I say more there? Um, Johnny V, Todd Pletcher. What I love about this horse, the drop in class, first of all. Uh, let me tell you why. Horse breaks its maiden in its first race out, six and a half furlongs with a 95 speed figure, winning by 10 links. Looks like Pletcher goes for it. I mean, he really goes for it, puts the horse in a grade one race. Only its second race out, comes out empty, turns wide. Now he drops back down in class and distance, which I like both. I think seven takes it. My prankster. Yeah, eighty speed rating in that race against Jack uh, Jack Christopher. So yeah, mm-hmm. and I think uh, Todd Pletcher just got a little too ambitious with jumping him into a great. I mean, the second race shot, out, second yeah. race out. You know, I mean, which you see that it's not often. Well, when you, you win by ten length, you gear down and you just hand ride all the way sure. through, and you still win by ten lengths. I see why he did it, but I Absolutely. think uh, yeah, this horse yeah. Was just it was just outclassed in that race the, for sure. The champagne was a comeback to reality mm-hmm. check for him, and uh, now he fits in this. In this race, a lot. It's kind of like yeah. a heat check, you know, like trying to say, like, oh, mm-hmm. let me see what he's worth. Yeah, is you he, know, uh, uh, two hundred fifty dollar lighting link check there. <laughs> yeah. Got it. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> yep, exactly. Got it. Bingo. Been there. Into <laughs> uh, mischief. So I mean, you, can't, you could do a lot worse in the breeding ends. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. From that angle, horses first and prime kicking power. So I mean, I didn't even mention that one thirty six point six. I mean, there's a lot of angles I can go here, but makes um, a lot of sense. Yeah, I'm gonna go with uh, hope in him. Yeah, I said it. Hope in him. Hmm. Uh, it's the number three. <laughs> this is for uh, Joe Arseno. This horse is out of Henny Hughes. And Henny Hughes, if you don't know it, look at the breeding. If you don't know who Henny Hughes is, that horse was uh, amazing. And I think the the bloodline here sticks true. Now, I'm going to go back to races. The first time out, four and a half furlongs at 60,000 in the maiden race. Won that easily by five furlongs. Now, that was at Gulfstream Park. Second time out, $100,000 stakes, kind of the same thing. The horse won impressively, pretty strong as the odds-on favorite. So they put him in the $100,000 uh, race, stakes race at Gulfstream Park. Came in six out of 30 lengths. Beaten favorite. It was the beaten favorite. It was the favorite that day and got beaten. 
little bit over its head, had brief speed inside, but way overclassed. Now, the only thing that I'm really going with here, 12 to 1 on the morning line, Javier Castellano is on the reins. I do like that, especially for Joe Asano. I think the connections there is pretty solid. The thing I like the most, though, is that the workout since that last timeout, which was July 21st. I really like the August 21st, three out of 146 at 47 flat for four furlongs. And I do like the October 10th workout at Gulfstream Park, 46 and four, three out of 76 breezing from the gate. That breezing from the gate is the one that sold me on this. I think the bounces back in this race. 12 to one, going to get a price, but this is a race you can get a price with the Juvies. So I'm going to go with uh, Hope and Him. I've seen this race a little bit different. Um, I think this is going to be a speed race. I think uh, whoever gets out to the front is going to win this race, and I think that's why I landed on the the one. Are you Roger kidding? McQueen. No, dude. I And actually what sold it for me today is I bet Adam Biskitza in the one post. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. Um, <laughs> Stats is looking very angry right now. The rail is winning at a 25% clip. I saw it come to fruition today, especially when you can get out to the front, and speed is killing at Keeneland. Um, So if you go back two starts, I'm going to scratch that last start, the grade three, but if you go back two starts, this horse got out to the front and didn't look back one by a half length. Two starts, or a start before that, one by five lengths, got out to the front, didn't look back. Um, This is exactly what Adam Biskitza does. He gets out to the front, he pushes the fractions, and he gets out there and he wins races. Today, he did that same exact thing on the rail with a speed horse, won the race, and it was a hard-fought win. So. And who's his trainer? And Larry Ravelli. Which and, wh- is, and what does Ravelli like to he do? He gets out to the front and he wins races. So this is why I'm all over the one. Roger McQueen, I think the speed horse is going to prevail. I'm all over it. Yeah. Interesting. Book it. That's a good, great pick. Uh, I'm over here mouth open because I never thought the one would get back to me. Sorry. Look, I got him keyed on top. <laughs> It's Woody. a good horse, and I think that's a great angle. That rail post, I'm telling you, it's it's you want to be at the rail at Keeneland right now. Yeah, I don't like the Iroquois. I don't care. <laughs> I, I, I don't. Like <laughs> I told you I'm scratching that race. It's a grade three. He, it's about on the 16th. I, I mean, look, it. he broke first, and something happened. I think the fractions. I mean, the fractions were at 23, but he went a mile on the 16th. So I mean, you're shortening back up now. The horse is a sprinter. It's not distance. Yeah, it's uh, not taking away from the routes. Back shortening up in distance. I, do, I, I think you've got a great angle there, especially with Larry liking to go to the front. Yep. Well, then I'll divert to one of my other uh, other horses. I'm looking at the two Chatelot. Yeah, that's a good yeah. little little uh, little. Ass man and Mr. Brian Hernandez is absolutely mm. having a good Keeneland meet. Oh, yeah. I'll take those two together. Inside position, right? The track bias we talked about, rail, two position. I like it. Um, I don't think he's going to go to the front. I think he's going to be in a stalking position. And he's shown he's two for two, right? Mm, he's coming yeah. in tracking in both. And he uh, was behind Nakatomi, who's also in this race, and was able to close ahead by three quarters of a length last time out. Again, it's two-year-olds, but uh, I do like the one on top. I'm going to put the two behind it. Mm-hmm. I, I like the two better than the one, actually. Shocking. <laughs> <laughs> all, all that's got to happen here is the kid picks it, and I'm just going to shit all over it. <laughs> all right. I like it. Give you a reason how it's not going to win. <laughs> Pull out the gloves. Let's box. That's <laughs> uh, all right. Two-year-old, man. It. You never know what's going to happen yeah. two-year-old. Nah. This, this is one of those where if I'm playing a pick four here, uh, boy, I may be taking the all button. I may be kicking. I maybe have five or six in this. I'm probably uh, that's why I'm stretching on I'm probably price. single in that one. Good. <laughs> Can you rip that ticket up now? Uh, I like it. Let's go to the eighth. Uh, eighth race is a mile on the turf. It's the Brian Station Stakes, purse of 150000 for three-year-olds. That was good, kid. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Beamer. Beamer's here. Gather yourself again here. I'm going with the... Uh, pick the 10 here, guys. Um, yes, this time. I got a lot here. I got a lot for this one. A lot of bullets. Let me um, hear it. 
161. Just start with the prime power here. 161.2 first. Second horse in this race is 149.5. That's 12 points difference. That's a lot. Now you go to the record, overall record. He's got 10 starts. So he's got six firsts, one second, zero thirds. Seven out of 10 races. Now you put Tyler on, on the horse. Do I need to say anything else here? I mean, Mr. Mr. Turf himself, out of 39 turf starts at Keeneland this meet, 13 wins. That's 33%. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. yeah, that's crazy. Now, when he's on a favorite, I don't know if you guys know this one, when he's on a favorite, he's 45%. Not his last race, but the race before that. He got pinched at the start. Kelly Breen puts him in with Tyler on uh, at the, where was that, uh, Dueling Grounds Derby. Finishes mm-hmm. second. Look at look at who beat him out. A credit. I think the 55-day layoff with helps helps Tyler on him in the turf as well. Yeah, I mean, a, you got a lot of check marks next to the name, right? I mean, Tyler's having himself an unbelievable meet, like you said, and he's not a jockey that when he's on the favorite, he doesn't rip up tickets or rip up money for you. He really does great on the favorites. Yeah. So. Look at his overall turf races. He's got nine turf races. He's won six of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's solid. I mean, it's hard to go against, right? Yeah. And I'm not a turf guy. I'll be the first to admit that. But, but this yeah, is, I mean, I'm pretty confident in this one. Yeah. And I mean, even going back to your, uh, that last race at Kentucky Downs, right? You lost to a credit. We talked about a credit with Sophie yep. Doyle, right? Mm-hmm. Sophie yep. said, this is a great horse. Mm-hmm. Now she wasn't on him in that race, but that if the horse actually, I watched the race, it ran right up the rail and pff, it was game over. It got the perfect trip. So I think that this horse, granted a credit is a great horse, but if it doesn't get that perfect trip, I think this horse actually wins that race too. So you've got a lot of check marks. To yeah, you got to toss that Saratoga grade one out. Just it's just not a great out. Race. Way outclassed. Way yeah. outclassed in that race. Um, took a shot, didn't happen. I mean, it was going into that race with, what, five consecutive wins prior right. to that. A lot of Optional claimants, a 75,000 handicap and a grade three. Why not put him in a grade one? Mm-hmm. Scratch that race out. This horse is definitely a contender. And yeah. and I'd, I'd like to see that uh, him not get pinched in that race too. Just to see how he rode it, you know. I don't think it, I don't think it would have mattered to be honest with you. I just think I mean, it was all class. He, outclassed. Broke, he yeah. broke okay. I mean, actually, strike that. He didn't break okay. He broke ninth. Correct. And then sat in eleventh and didn't move at all. You yeah. know, so it's like it was just not. I think Saez knew when he was there just when he broke. Up, yeah. He was just like, yeah, I can't that's win the, this it's race. the worst he's broke next to the English Channel seventy five thousand stakes that he ran at Gulfstream Park back in May. Right, and he won that race. So that's gonna be a tough horse to beat. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep giving you numbers here, guys. I'm going to keep giving you numbers you can go ahead and get some paid on, get paid on in these. Uh, I'm going with Dreamer's Disease. Oh, sorry, Joe. <laughs> you know, this is what happens, Stats, when you go last. I'm going with Dreamer's Disease. Here's my angle. The horse has been on the turf three times this year, okay? And I'm going to go back uh, four races ago to the uh, New York Stallion Stakes, 150000 Came in first time on the turf for seven furlongs. Ran a 73 buyer rating. Came in 11th by 11 lengths, but did have the lead early in that race. Albeit seven furlongs, first time on the inner turf. Comes back two turf races at Saratoga. Commanding runs on both of those. Very, very commanding. Took the lead early on both of those. That's a $150,000 stakes race, $120,000 stakes race with Cohen in the saddle. Then you switch up. We come back to Churchill Downs, and he runs a subpar race. Again, got the lead, faded fast. Fractions were definitely faster in that race. Seven furlongs. We're going back to a mile. This is a miler horse. It needs the distance. It likes the turf. It's already proven itself. So I'm going to stay with the son of Loban. I'm going to stick with David Cohen. I'm going to stick with Robert Diodoro. And this is the one I think that you're going to get not only a price. I think this one can actually win it. Not Forget about the exotics. I think this one can actually win it. So I'm looking for a nice speed run at the front. Dreamers disease should be my long shot pick, but it's not. It's mm-hmm. my pick for this race. Can I add something that may actively excite you? Uh, you want to talk about equipment? Do you know what happened between June 19th at Belmont and July 28th at Saratoga. 
I lost a lot of money during that period, but other than that, I don't know. <laughs> so he finished 11 <laughs> off the lead, reported as gelding. Yeah. Oh, okay. Been running lights out ever since. Hello! Boom. Yeah. Shocker that I had enlisted as my lifelong shot. And they're taking the blinkers off, oh, which I also like on the I equipment change. Shot, huh? I like the blinkers off. That's one pick. There's a lot of other horses in this race. That's one pick I actually feel good about that you actually took. That's good. Nice job. Yeah. All right. uh, You sold that one really well. We're done talking about it. Let's go to your loser, kid. Who do you got? (laughs) We'll see. Um, I'm going to go with the nine Scarlet Sky. Oh, yes. Eighth place for sure. (laughs) No, I give him six. Yeah, I know. His first is coming in eighth. Uh, So I've got Scarlet Sky. Joel Rosario's getting back aboard. I'm scratching that last race. Um, Did not break well at all. I think Joel knew that he was out of the race. Um, It was a grade two, so now we're getting some class relief here but taking a look at all these other horses in the field i feel like there's a a good handful of horses that are going to try to go out there to the front um so i'm looking at a closer angle here and joel rosario if you look at that two starts ago where he won by a half length uh in that grade three he did exactly that he sat six he knew exactly where he needed to put and ended up winning the race by a half length and, and closed like a freight train so that's kind of my angle in this race. I think that there's going to be a lot of horses buying for that lead, and it's going to break down at the end. The horse is one for one at Keeneland, and it's coming off a layoff, so I think the horse is a little fresh. So I think Joel, he's coming in, and he's going to win some money for me this race. So that's my pick. I don't like it. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> the horse can't win because speed's going to win this race. Closer ain't going to have a shot. That's Fraction's going to be Nope. Fraction's are going to be soft, and he's going to be able to go wire to wire, and your Scarlet Sky is going to wind up sixth by 14 lengths. I would say oh, yeah. I would say a front runner is going to win. You know, the speed maybe yeah. would hold, but it's a mile on the turf. I have yet to see a mile on the turf, a horse gate to wire. So, yeah. I hope your front, I hope horse. your horse goes off to the front. <laughs> I've got two horses left that I like. <sighs> Thank God. I think everyone Take likes. I think everyone likes the eleven camp hope. So I'm going to leave that one alone. Let's look at the seven point me bye. We got our boy who Adam Biscuit. Yeah, there you go. All right, so he's coming off the grave two grade two Sturks <laughs> turf stakes race. Fuck! Six and a half broke poorly. Never got where he needed to be. It's a short race. We're going back to a mile where he's more, most comfortable. Out of a grade one turf stakes race, stalk the whole way, close real hard. So we got tactical speed, who's going to stalk and who's going to close because he's closer to the front. I Coming like out that. of a grade one win at the distance. Here's your boy. I like it. That's a, that's a terrific pick. And kids, what a kid's not listening. He's looking for another live long. What shot. a what a price. <laughs> he's over there scrolling dude, hard. Dude, I had such I had such a good keyed up fucking script for this live long shot. You have no idea. Is there anything about him beating Tango Tango Tango? <laughs> no. Can you still um, do it? Huh? Can you still do it? Why not? Live long shot. Still do it. Why not? <laughs> Why not? Yeah. Backup stats. I'll, I'll back up your. I'll back up your pick. I'll, okay. I'll, I'll call it because this might live long shot. I have got a Here's pretty what, fun one. Here. Do you guys? No, no, nobody liked the three here. Charles Chrome. California Chrome. Breed. I did. Yeah. Um. I took a look at this. Had a couple horse. check marks for him. I just didn't know class wise if this horse can really run in this field. Yeah. Um. Allowance all day. Looks great on like paper. The, I don't like the bump up. It looks cool on paper because it's got nothing but hitting the board. It's tactical. Second or third. Yeah. Can go to the front or, or come off the pace. The best race was a uh, Carol Cedeno went and went gate to wire with it right out to the front and then finished third. Five out of five races. I mean, but, that's pretty good in the money. Yeah, that's made in two allowances and a hundred thousand. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I, I'm just it's class all for me. Why why I've got them down as low as gotcha. I do. Yeah, I mean it's a, it's it's a questionable. You know, I, I could see it hitting the board maybe. Give me a price to the exotics. That's where I'll. I'll throw that. Got to hit maturity someday. <laughs> I mean. Today ain't the day. I've been waiting 37 <laughs> years. <laughs> <laughs> Let's I go like to the nice. 
This is getting out of control. All right. Uh, Spiraling. Race. <laughs> Spiraling. <laughs> ninth race, a mile and an eighth. This is the grade two Haggard Fayette Stakes. It's a purse of $200,000 for three-year-olds and upwards. I'm going to go with the one, Sleepy Eyes Todd. He's got 12 in the money. Let's just get straight to it. I mean, the horse has speed. I mean, we talked about it before the podcast here. Um, shown his last race, he can start hot out of the gate which kid already talked about the the rail. You look at his last race, he posted a 106 speed figure. He only took second to Art Collector, who Art Collector then goes into the Woodward grade one race, beats Maxfield and, and Dr. Post. So I think Sleepy Eyes Todd is a perfect grade two horse for this race. Um, has proven he loves the distance as well. He can fly. I mean, 106 speed figure. Should um, be in the front end. Yeah. I mean, he's going to get him out front. Sleepy Eyes Todd, one, pick it, book well, it. Rye Eckleberry's flying in to... What was that percentage you said about the rail? The rail is at 25. 25%. 25. Boom. Winning at 25%. Is this Rye's only mount of the day? I think so. I didn't look at the... I didn't see. I didn't look too deep, but um, obviously this is the biggest mount, if not. so For sure. You know, something about that, too, when you fly in for... I'm always I'm always keeping my eyes open for uh, that mm -hmm. angle. Definitely forwardly placed. I think there's a lot of pressers in this race. I think there should be a lot of early speed in the early fractions. I'm going to go closer angle. I'm going with King Fury, so... No surprise here. If I'm going to take somebody off the pace, I'm going with the guy that can has proven it before. How many times have you taken that horse? Uh, this is my third. <laughs> How many times has it won? Third since the Derby, and it's won twice since the Derby. Nice. That's a I was going to say, I feel like this is like a frequent flyer. Yeah. Well, I I know I took him in the Travers, and he didn't have the, have the best race, but that was the central quality in Midnight Bourbon yeah, all day yeah. long. Like, that was taking a flyer to try to, to get a price. Never really in that race whatsoever. So... I can appreciate losing to essential quality and midnight bourbon in that race, but it did come back in the bourbon $275,000 stake race at Churchill Downs and won it by 13 lengths with Brian Hernandez on it. Brian's back in the saddle again, and this is the jockey that gives him the best runs every time he's on him. So I'm glad we're going back to the Hernandez McPeak connection. And I do love the fact that it is coming off a win, considerable win and uh, some decent works, nothing too crazy, but the last one out at Churchill Downs for, uh, Five furlongs was a minute and three tenths or three fifths at six out of 69. So they're keeping them sharp. I like the five furlong work versus a four furlong work because we are going the mile and an eighth. So I like that. And uh, I, I just, I like the cut back in distance. He ran a mile and a th uh, three sixteenths last time out, mile and a quarter before that, three sixteenths before that. We're getting back to a mile and an eighth. So if he can run like he did in the Ohio Derby, I mean, I think he's going to run them down. I see way too much forward speed here. Brian Hernandez. I know he didn't have the best week last week, but he is one of the top jocks, and I think he is going to have a tremendous run with this horse. He's got a lot of speed coming underneath him in late foot. I love this one to run him down. Interesting pick. I don't think it's going to win, but that's a nice pick. That's good. Um, Night Ops is the horse. I'm glad I'm, you don't like it. <laughs> Night Ops is the horse that I'm going for here. Florent Giroux, Brad mm. Cox linking up together. Um, this horse, I think this horse is due. Um, I'm looking at this horse's track record. It's losing the art collector, max player, happy saver. I mean, these doctor post, you name it. This has got a ton of class in front yeah, of it. Silver dust, silver yeah. streak, silver it's star. Like, Anybody in a silver yeah. wins anything. <laughs> you want anything, cool. silver. And it's tough. You know, I think it, it's just outmatched. It's like, even if they ran the best race it ran, it's, it's really tough to beat those horses. And I think it just had some tough luck. But I mean, if you look at the trips overall, it's really a, a solid horse. I mean, we're looking at the just the speed figures alone at 96, 99, 101. Florent Giroux is riding really well at Keeneland. Brad Cox and him are doing a fantastic job linking up on winners all the time. This horse is classy. Like I said, he just ran into the buzzsaw the last couple of races. But I think that Flojo is going to give this horse the route it needs, and it's going to win handily. So that's my handily that's, handily. I think everybody's going to be so focused on code of honor and well, yeah, theory. that's because it's 
Code of Honor is going to win. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe, but when you're when you're due, you're due. I think this horse is this is the one. No, it's sleep, the under the wire. Eyes Todd. It's I'll, the under the wire. Sleepy Eyes Todd probably will finish fifth. I'll give you the caveat here that I will say at the mile and eighth distance, four times out this year, four seconds. Like yeah. it's just missed and look four at, times by a nose. I get it. You know, it's like, I do like the Mammoth Cup run. That was a great middle move that he made, and I did like his run in the Ben Ali Grade Three. Mm-hmm. Thought that was another great solid middle move, just mm-hmm. missing by half length. And he can run on the off track and get ready for some rain possibly at Keeneland this weekend. So yep. if that's the case and the downpours come and it gets sloppy, this one is Even definitely one to keep too. on your radar. Yep. As well as King Fury because also can run the slop. So I think you are looking at off the speed. Yep. Um, a little bit. And I think that's where who's going to win it. I don't think. I mean, maybe speed holds on the rail. Maybe you've got a point there. You know, I would like have I just said, liked to see one of these wins. Out yeah. of those four seconds, just one of them went. I know the competition was there. It was highly. I mean, it's tough. I mean, it all depends who gets out front, too. You got to get right. out front. If you're on the rail, get out there. Well, we know Sleepy Eye Todd is going to the He's front. He's going to yeah. the front. He's going to get past. I think the so. one and the five are going to the front. Mm-hmm. And if yeah. they push the fractions too fast, see you later. But then this horse coming off a layoff, too. So I like Gate that. to wire, baby. So Not happening. <laughs> uh, no, I agree with a lot of the things you said. Thank you. Except I'm going to go with a horse, Code of Honor, that was also beaten. <laughs> In classy races yeah. by those same exact horses. Very true. The only difference that I see here is I think the seven's going to be a little fo- more forwardly placed and has enough kick down the stretch and late pace that I think he's going to be able to stay strong in the stalking position and close the same way in front of the one and the five. All right, maybe I jumped the gun. So I'm going seven. Maybe maybe handily wasn't the word I should have used. It's <laughs> <laughs> a bold statement, <laughs> Cotton. Handily. Oh, bold guy. The other thing I'll throw on this is it's going back to Tyler. Tyler's been on this horse one time, and he got beat by Nick's go. Yeah. And, of course, Jesus' team in Independence Hall. So we're going back to a grade two. I think he's outclassed in grade one by the, some of the horses we just talked about. Uh, but I think he can do the distance, and I think this is a more fitting class for mm-hmm. yeah. the talent of horse that he's in. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a good race. Yep. I agree. Yeah. I do see it off the pace of myself. Well, good. Forget uh, that. Good picks, guys. On to the 10. Had a pace one time. Back in the 80s. I, I did not, not enjoy, enjoy it. it. <laughs> All right. 10th race, seven furlongs. This is a maiden. 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 84,000. <laughs> All button. For, for Phillies, two years old. So, juvenile, maiden. Gotta love that. Yeah. At least it's on the dirt, though. Where's my darts? <laughs> Look no, at your last three picks. No, 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 no. I'm just joking. in the wall because you missed the board. <laughs> Look at your last three. All right. <laughs> uh, Beamer's going with the rails here. I'm going with the one famed horses out of Godolphin Farms. Uncle Mo Indians Charlie Florent Giroux, Brad Cox connection. I do love this the small drop in class as well here from 120,000 down to 84,000. Also the horses coming in the race with the highest speed figure coming in um, at 87, where the second highest is 80. I think this horse has enough check marks to in its favor to break its maiden. I personally think actually this horse is going to go on to do some good things. So I'm going with the one famed. I actually like this horse. It's the favorite. I mean, beaten well, favorite last time out. I would yeah. hope if you picked him, you actually liked him. No, I'm, I, <laughs> I'm saying moving forward. I don't just like this race. I like this horse actually to do some special I mean, things. Some solid fractions in that first uh, quarter, 21, 44, 57, 109. Yeah. I mean, that's a that's a good race there. And out of Godolphin Farms, which is, yeah, you know, that's some solid breeding. Kentucky Bread, Brad Cox, Florent Giroux, Uncle Mo. Um, a lot of check marks on paper, you know. Um, that's what I'm saying. Not, not just, I think he's going to break his mate in this race. But yeah. just to keep keep going, I think he's going to stay hot and 
do some good things. So. Maybe I you just, should reach out and see if you can buy some shares. <laughs> this one's definitely in my stable. I'm Twin Spires. <laughs> I, uh, I just, you know, beaten favorite last time out. I think they had the same exact hopes they did last time, you know, and they thought this horse was going to be the real deal and ended up losing by a length. I think it's a beatable favorite. Okay. Yeah. I do. I think this, um, this, this entire field, field, this field is well, tough. It's, it's made, you know, it's, I mean, it's made in two year olds. And I think first time star is going to win this race. I'm going to go with gunslinging. That's, right. that's where I'm going to go. Shocking. I know that, that mm. Ricardo Santana has had a horrible run right now. He is just it's on, cold. he's on one of the coldest streaks he's been on in a while. Just came off that big string of all these big wins and graded stakes races. and just hasn't been able to connect. It's got a break. And this is the one I think he could do it. Out of gun runner, two years old. For Steve Asmussen, I do like the workout on October 12th at Keeneland. Five furlongs in one minute and two-fifths. Three out of 27. That's a little keyed up for me. You can go back and look at a few other ones that are mediocre. But that's the one that shows that he's ready to go. And that's why they put him in this kind of race. And I just think anything out of gun runner right now is there's a couple in here. This is the one I'm going to uh, go with out of gun runner. So I am a little more. Are you going to eyeball the gun runner exacta? I'm gonna, gun, the, gun. I'm gonna let the kid talk about the gun gun exacta, but Dude, I am going with gunslinging. I think this is the one that that Ricardo can get his uh, get his win back out and kind of win definitively. I think he can win this definitively. Two guns. I think the breeding on this just screams all day long between Candy Ride and Tappet. Um, you I put mean, them put them together, and then if you just look at the gun runner progeny right now, yeah, it's, tops. It's stupid tops. So stoop. You, you have to look at that angle right now. You have to keep that in mind. I don't know what kind of price you're going to get or what the morning line was on gunslinging, but this is the one I'm going to key on top. It's five to one, probably with the other gun runner. It's yeah. five to one. Yeah, I love it all day. Hopefully, it stays at a lukewarm three or four to one. Yeah, I'm all over that with you. Two guns, like I said, yeah, you know, two guns, two, two guns. guns. That's a good movie. <laughs> it was a good movie. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go with the other gun runner, Bunduki. Um, <laughs> you <Like> bastard. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, like you said, um, just gun runner looks like world beaters. Like after after I saw Gun Night, I was pretty much convinced that anything that's coming out of Gun Runner is gonna be my favorite going forward. Um, this horse is dropping in class, and they're adding the blinkers in this race, so. Mm. Brian Hernandez teaming up with Kenny McPeak. They are doing some damage. They have a proven track record at Keeneland that this is where they do their best work. And this is the first time that Brian Hernandez is getting aboard. So I think that they're both on the same wavelength. I see that this horse is probably going to come off the pace as well. So I think that there's going to be some over-anxious horses out there. And they're going to try to steal the race where he's just going to sit in his favorite, you know, two, three spot and try to try to make a move late. So I'm going to go with uh, the Bunduk. Bunduki? Bunduki, the six. Bunduki. Bukaki. <laughs> That's what I wanted to say the whole time. <laughs> you dirty bastard. But yeah, I think that's the angle for me. Ay, ay, ay. I thought I was going to be sneaky with this gun runner. Stuff. Good angle. Good angle. <laughs> I like it. So, uh, yeah, I've got gun runners on top with the one. And then I've got a couple, uh, couple extras hit the board. I'll talk about the 10 honey run. Uh, we got Sharp and Gaffioni coming together on this. Uh, blinkers going on. What I see here is the one and the nine pressing the fractions, and I see this horse trying to come off the pace, maybe even deep off the pace. So I'll take the closing angle on the 10 honey run to get in the exacta. Nice. Yeah. I like that try. What, six, eight, ten? Or gun, sorry, uh, gun, gun. Yeah, six, eight, ten. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Oh, that's meant trying to pick a winner. I've been trying <laughs> to pick a winner. Okay. Like I said, it's juvenile race. Could be anything, but you got to stick with breeding. And all button. I don't know that the gun. I mean, I'm so sold on the gun runner blood. It's it's it's, it's proven itself already. First crop. It's just ridiculous. Echo it could Zulu, be done. Yeah. Echo Zulu. It's just sick. 
Dude, Gunite though is my favorite. Ooh, yeah, it's another good Gunite, one. like yeah, seriously, yeah. I mean, like there's so many. Gun I always give you one <sighs> horse, right? Yeah, every year where I'm like, dude, this horse is legit. Yeah, no. Life is good. Up. Obviously, authentic. We saw, you know. Yeah. And then I'm like, Gunite, sold. It's the year of Gunrunner for sure. Gunite, 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 Gunite. All right, all right. So yeah, okay. Put my money to sleep. I'll put your brain to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I understand. I'm giving you 50,000 cash. <laughs> we know what you do. You steal people's fucking money, don't you? It's like Jail don't scare me. Yeah, it's what I do. It's what I do. I guess it's time for the Love Long Shots of the Week. Settle in, boy. Settle in. <laughs> All right, Beamer, hit me with your live long shot. <laughs> Let's see, let's see, let's see. We're going to go, Beamer's going to go, you're going to race seven. I'm picking number five, Lucky Shot. Why do I take Lucky Shot? Because he's hot. Why do you, he's moving up in class. Why does a horse move up in class? Because somebody knows something that I don't know. <laughs> so I'm going with Florent Giroux. What's his percentage out there? Winning on the main track, 20% clip. I'm going with the five, Lucky Long Shot. I like it. I'm going the last race of the day. I'm going to take uh, a little live long shot called Cat Wings. I'll take a dozen of them, some hot sauce, but eat it up. Cat wings. Uh, here's the thing with this horse. Last time out, got forced in, got bumped out, and uh, was beaten by Can't Believe It. I can't believe this horse is going to be 12 to 1. So I'm going to take Cat Wings for Tom Amos, James Graham, winning the last race, dropping out from $120,000 down to this maiden race. Give me Cat Wings all day. Boom. Love it. My live long shot this week is coming out of the eighth race. I'm piggybacking with Joey Stats here. My pick is Point Me By. The horse name should be Point Me to the Winner's Circle. Lightly raced Colt has won two of its four races, which one of them, the Bruce D grade one stakes. Mm. And then he's got that late kick, that prime power that we're all looking for, 149. And then you get your guy, Adam Biscitza aboard, teaming up with Eddie Keneally at a price of 10 to 1. To top it all off, just like that chick at the bar, the horses out of home wrecker stables. Let's book it. <laughs> How dare you speak that way about my wife? <laughs> Stats. Oh, let's stay with maidens. Let's go back to the 10th race. We're going to take the two, my friend Amy. We're coming down in class. Going back to dirt. Sharp third. Nice little workout there. I'm taking it. The two. My friend Amy. Long shot. Two year old. I like it. She's yeah, a home wrecker, maidens. too. Maidens. You never know what's going to happen. <laughs> she could be my friend, too. But it's not spelled Amy with two E's. That's how you know. Those yes. If, it, if a girl's name ends with two adjacent vowels, she's trouble. That live long shot really just really jazzes you up. Yeah, we need to start that. It's <laughs> it's fun. I'm going to go home. Oh, man. We always get geared up. Maybe we should open the show with live long shot. We said that before. I don't think we could last the rest of the podcast. That's what she said. Busted. Busted her. We could. Can we try it at that pace next time, you think? The whole show at that pace? Dude, man, well, let me tell you right I now. Pro- I probably sound better. Breeders' Cup's going to have to be that way. <laughs> Breeders' Cup's going to be a lot of coverage coming up it's next week. Be a long, long, long fellow. <laughs> long fellow. Long, long podcast. Yeah, it's getting sure. late. It's time to go. It is. Thank Bye you again, Jareth Loveberry and your family. Thank you for joining us. Can't wait to have you back at back on the show good luck this weekend and the rest of the year thank you for all our listeners check us out on twitter at who do you like here check us our check out our picks we got a lot of long shows coming up lots man. of great calls this weekend on twitter lots of great calls some live long shots that got called out there on friday pizza man steaks got a call out there just yeah. keep following on twitter you're gonna get more wins yeah yeah drop the mic yeah it's time yeah. to go i'm out yeah. of here peace homies see ya, see ya. <laughs> <laughs>